celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. Hosts, schmosts. The real talent here is Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical question. Groomer Joey Volani with your grooming questions. Our animal communicator, Joy Turner, and our pet travel expert, Susan Sims, and Vladdy the World Famous Russian Dog Wizard. We are all available for you toll free at one eight six six. I got a question. Yeah, you, I'm Susan, yes. your travel travel expert. Do you guys actually send her out there on these travel um, on these travel dates, you know, to check things out? Because that's the job I want then. Yeah, yeah. You know, she she has seniority over you. She's been with Animal Radio a little longer, so uh, and she wanted that yeah, job. You know, there's always there's, there's there's always big swamps out there where people disappear. So you know, we can always we can always arrange an opening for a new job position. I'm sorry, Susan. I mean, I love you, but you know, I mean, you got a you got the good job. Yeah, and you kind of have to watch out for this Joey guy. He'll find those swamps. Yeah, he will. He, will. he knows. He has a Google map of you them know, all. And I got to be careful because then I then I have to knock Joy off too because she can always wrap me out because she can find the one she passes. Oh. Oh, Joey, you better be careful. Uh, 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 yeah, I don't know. Forget yeah. it. Forget I said anything. Nobody's listening, right, Hal? Yeah, yeah. Nobody, nobody's really listening anyway. Uh, besides, who would answer the grooming questions if you were yeah. here to answer the grooming questions? Yeah, that's how you know where all true, the swamps are, true. because then the, the animals all tell you, and then you got to clean them up. Yeah, that's, how it works. <laughs> that's right. By that's the way, right. speaking of the animals and talking to the animals, is it true, Joy, that all of our animals know what we're thinking despite whether or not we want them to know what we're thinking. Like right now, my cat, which is sitting right here next to me, knows exactly what I'm thinking. They all know what we're thinking. Now, there's a little, a few caveats with that. Okay. Sometimes they pick up on your emotions, and they may understand the emotion but not know exactly what you mean by it. For instance, oh. if you're sad or if you're angry, for instance, they may think that it's something they've done because they're not connecting what you're actually angry about, they're getting the sure. feeling. Sure. Is, is there anywhere I can go, perhaps the bathroom, lock myself in the bathroom, anywhere <laughs> where they can't hear my thoughts? No, actually, they can be connected to you anywhere in the world that you happen to be. Okay. That's scary. Yeah, I'll have to start watching my thoughts oh, that closer. Is, that really is. That's yeah. very interesting, though. Hey, if you want to talk to Joy right now, one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five, and of course you can check out our website at joyturner dot com. All of us are available through our website at animalradio dot com too. Stacy just handed me this story about the roof of a Quickie Mart gas station in Vacaville, California. Apparently, it came crashing down over the weekend under the weight of twenty years of pigeon poo. Oh, God. Can you imagine being in the store? Was anybody in there? When firefighters showed up, they said it was nearly a foot thick in places. Whoa. And uh, Chris Doss, who nearly missed the crap storm, said it was disgusting. <laughs> uh, he heard an explosion just seconds after she got into the, her car and said she didn't realize it was pure pigeon poop at the time, but there were a lot of feathers. And, uh, well, of course, the outdated roof design had allowed the pigeons to have the run of the roost for decades. Oh. Uh, that's going to change, so they, they're going to take down the entire structure and invest in a badly needed pigeon protection plan. <laughs> so, uh, uh, I never thought about that, this building up over the years. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to dedicate today's show to Uncle Milton, Milton Levine. You remember those ant farms? Uh-huh. Did you ever have one as a kid? I never Uncle had Milton's one, but I, ant farm? Yeah, I saw them in the stores oh, all the time. Doesn't, what about Did you, you, Joy? Did you ever have one? No. No, ants are one of those things I had to kind of learn to just say, okay, well, you stay where you are, I'll stay where I am. Okay. <laughs> 
We lived in a city. We always tried to keep ants, you know, out of the houses and all, so we didn't like them. So we just kept them away. So I am the only one, You're the, the only, only one, one here Hal. that's ever had. Well, poor Uncle Milton has passed at the age of ninety-seven. Wow, and he was the creator. He of was the, the creator of. Huh? So we're going to dedicate today's show to Uncle Milton and his ant farms uh, here at Animal Radio. Let's see, Uncle Milton and his ants. We should have a picnic. <laughs> And have lots of sweet things. Yes. And we have Stacy Cohn doing news today. What do you got coming up, Stacy? Coming up, I have what is the most popular dog breed in America? The list is out, and this dog has mm. been there for 20 consecutive years as number one. Mm. Guess what it is? Yeah. I'll tell you. Coming <laughs> up. I can't wait. one 405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team now. We'll go to the phones next. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Celebrating our connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And our whole dream team of experts, Vladi the world-famous Russian dog lizard, to help you with your dog issues. Our pet travel expert, Susan Sims, to tell you where to take your dog. Our animal communicator, Joey Turner, to tell you what your pet is thinking. And our groomer, Joey Volani, to tell you how to keep your pet looking beautiful. And, of course, Dr. Debbie. And she uh, she answers pretty much any medical question, usually about animals. She's very well-versed. And, uh, of course, coming up in just a few minutes, the big pigeon poop story that I've been talking about. This is uh, about the Quickie Mart gas station. That had 20 years of pigeon poo on the roof, and the, the roof collapsed. What what a mess that was. Uh, I wonder what these pigeons were eating. I know. Stacy, what do you got coming up in the news? Well, you've heard of people that hoard things. You oh, yeah. can't even walk through their house. There's trash all over uh-huh. the place. Oh, yeah. My place. They collect, they buy baby clothes. They don't even have a baby. I mean, uh, just weird, obsessive things. Well, there's also something called animal hoarding. Oh, yeah. I have some surprising information for you. Listen up, pal. Yeah, what do you think? I'm hoarding animals? Yes, I do. I'll be listening. Okay, that's all on the way. And Joey Volani has a great tip today on how to groom your cat, how to brush your cat. If you have one of those cats that likes to turn around and eat the brush as you're trying to brush it, doesn't really allow you to brush it, Joey has a tip for you to get around that. That's all on the way right here. Salt and yeah. pepper always works good on those brushes, you know. Salt and pepper? Just give it a good, yeah, good flavor for the brush, you know. <laughs> Let's hit the phones. one 405 Hi, Rebecca. Where are you calling from? Los Angeles. Beautiful Los Angeles. What's going on? I have the good doctor. Dr. Debbie is right here. I think that's Hi. wonderful. Thank you so very much. Yes. I have a a cat, and she weighs just over 10 pounds, and she has um, leakage in her eyes. It just keeps dribbling out, and uh, so I give her like 500 milligrams of lysine. Um, It's still going on. She's got congestion. Uh, She sneezes. Uh, And I don't know if it's related, but she has gunk in her ears sometimes when she... Uh, shakes her head, it'll fly out of her ears. Um, mm-hmm. Congestion will fly out of her nose. and I mean, she is really drippy. Aww. So is she coughing, sneezing, all that kind of stuff? She sneezes. I've never seen sneezes. her cough, but she sneezes. And I think and that's just to get it out. What kind of kitty is she? She's a Devon Rex. Okay. 
All right. Well, those guys have a little bit of some eye goop anyways, but this is excessive. This is more watery in nature. Is that correct? Well, well, it's got dark, dark coloring to it. Uh, it looks very dark brown on her face. Um, I can use some of that tear eyes that's supposed to get rid of it. It never gets rid of the coloring. But, mm-hmm. but when I wipe it with um, some white tissue, it looks reddish. Okay. I don't yeah. know what it is. Okay, and is this something that just started, or has this been going on for a long time or throughout her life? Yeah, she was born with it. She was, okay. Yeah. All right, because that was going to be my question. is If we're dealing with something just kind of a sudden infection, a sudden onset of respiratory signs, it's a little different than if we've got a, a kitty who's had this chronic problem. And there are cats that, when they're young, they can be exposed to respiratory viruses, and they can remain latent in their sinus passages and in, within the respiratory tract in, entirely. And that can create an on-again, off-again problem of some different degrees of these signs. So we can see conjunctivitis where there's discharge from the eyes, um, sometimes watery, sometimes different characters. Um, and there are some Rex cats that just kind of naturally have some brown gunk that builds up in their eyes. So yeah. that's certainly possible. And then the different degrees of runny nose, congestion, sneezing, yeah. all of that kind of fits into the line. So if I were kind of jumping ahead to a diagnosis and saying, okay, your kitty may have had a problem when they were young and, and uh-huh. now she has this continued problem, I love the idea that you're trying lysine. Um, that is useful for, um, particularly for herpes virus. And we know in upper respiratory infections, 90% of the agents, um, it's caused by a whole bunch of different things, but 90% of the cases, it's usually herpes or Khaleesi virus that plays a role. So. That's a great thing to try, um, but it is more of a long-term strategy to try to help um, improve their ability to clear the infection. So um, if it's not helping all by itself, uh, you know, we can try some other things. If we have a documented actual infection, in some cases I'll try things like interferon, um, which can help to modulate the immune system and help a pet fight um, different virus viral infections. Oh, um, okay. So how much... The lysine should I use? She's like just over 10 pounds, maybe 11. She's getting a little weight. I'd have to look up on the references, but most kitties are usually 250 to 500 milligrams as their dosage. Um, okay. But again, I'd have to kind of double check on that. Um, okay. But uh, by itself, you know, like I said, that's not a necessarily a cure-all. And kitties who have this chronic problem, there's always a point of where I like to say, okay, where are we at and what's your pet's comfort and what's your comfort? Because... Some cats are going to be chronic snufflers, and we cannot stop that. Um, uh-huh. There's some degree of damage that occurs to the sinus passages when they have these infections, and um, that just can't be undone very easily. Um, okay. So the goal is to try to keep infection uh, from taking that opportunity into those uh, sinus passages and into the eyes and so forth. So we want to try to keep infection at bay and support her as best we can with other ways so making sure that gunk on the eyes doesn't accumulate and you get a face infection Uh, keep the nose clear and a lot of times i'll use humid air to help make sure the nose is clear especially if we've got any kind of boogery stuff on the uh, um the nose area Um, 
But there's a point of where if she's just kind of a little snuffly and it's not really limiting the quality of her life and not keeping you up at night, then I'm not a fan of stuffing medicines down these kitties. I think that as long as we keep them comfortable, then um, do these daily maintenance things at home, I, I think that's far more important than just trying to go for that cure when we just we know we can't do it in many cats. Oh, well, that's a relief because I was just like, what else can I do? I'm giving her this stuff, and, and I am doing the daily maintenance, and she doesn't like it, but, you know, that's right. just the way it is. But Yeah. Um, How many things that we do to our cats do they like? <laughs> <laughs> you know, brushing their teeth, cleaning their ears. Uh, yeah, they. if we're lucky, they tolerate it, right? <laughs> right. Well, thank you so much. She's just a wonderful lap cat. She just so adorable, and I just wanted to relieve her suffering some way. But this this is really important to me, and I appreciate it. Well, go give her a hug from all of us at Animal Radio. We appreciate your call, Rebecca. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Coming up in just a couple of minutes, the Dodge Journey Pet Destination of the Week. And, uh, I'm keeping a list over at the website of all these Dodge Journey Pet Destinations. These are great places to take your animals. Some of them are beaches, some of them are restaurants, some of them are parks, and they're all across the country. And we're asking you, if you have not yet called one 405 8405 to share your pet location, your Dodge Journey pet destination, the place you like to take your pets. Call now and let us know. In fact, we'll give you prizes. Well, we'll give your dog prizes or we'll give your cat prizes. Whoever you take to your Dodge Journey Pet Destination, we will give them prizes for you sharing with us. So give us a call right now and uh, we'll do that in just a couple of minutes. We are all here at your beck and call. 1-866-405-8405. This is Animal Radio. Animal Radio is brought to you by SeniorPetProducts.com. As your best friend settles into middle age and shows signs of slowing down, SeniorPetProducts.com is there to help your senior pets live to the fullest with thousands of products for the life of your pet. SeniorPetProducts.com. As your best friend settles into middle age and shows signs of slowing down, SeniorPetProducts.com is there to help your senior pets live to the fullest by providing the latest news, information, and products for health, wellness, comfort, and mobility. At SeniorPetProducts.com, you'll find everything your aging pets need from vitamins and supplements to diapers, boots, and accessories that'll make their senior years more comfortable, all at the lowest prices available. Thousands of products for the life of your pet. SeniorPetProducts.com. We get lots of food samples here at Animal Radio, so we can be picky about selecting a healthy food. If you're a regular listener, you know Ladybug is one finicky diva. When we got a sample of Stella and Chewy's, the healthy ingredients were there, but would she eat it? I'm here to tell you she ate it as fast as we put it down and begged for more. We feel good about feeding our dog Stella and Chewy's, and we want you to try Stella and Chewy's too. Visit StellaandChewy's.com or call 888-477-8977. That's 888-477-8977. Listen carefully to this message. If you're about to buy hardwood flooring, you're going to pay too much. Unless, of course, you buy from us. We're Lumber Liquidators, and we dare you to shop and compare with the big box stores. Lumber Liquidators offers the low price guarantee. When you buy your quality hardwood flooring from Lumber Liquidators, you save hundreds, if not thousands, every time. Because we buy direct from the mills. We are truly the wood floor experts. To prove it, we'll send you our beautiful full-color catalog absolutely free. Call 
1-855-435-4352. Shop for hardwoods in cherry, oak, and walnut, bamboo, laminates, and even Bella Wood prefinished flooring with a 50-year warranty. The same floor Bob Vila has in his home. Don't pay more than you have to for flooring. Call Lumber Liquidators right now. We even offer installation and financing. Visit your local Lumber Liquidators or call right now for your free full-color catalog. Call 1-800-265-4352. That's 1-800-265-4352. 1-800-265-4352. This is Animal Radio, baby. me you sleep with your dog or cat let them in bed with you because they're cuddly and warm and it's fun and cuddly and warm and fun but now there's a new report emerging about infectious diseases that you can get from your animals sleeping in bed with you and in just a couple of minutes stacy Cohn will be reporting on that do you sleep with your pets joey you know what, baloney, that's all I'm going to say. I mean, you know, everything's bad for you. Now, sleep while my pets are bad for me, with me, you know, for me. I mean, that's the only thing I can get to sleep with anymore. My, my wife sleeps in, a, in, a, in another room. If I don't sleep with the dog, forget I'll be over myself. See, I don't worry about it because I use Joey's Dogs and Style dog grooming products, and I know my dog is clean when she crawls into bed with me. That's right. So, Thank yes. you, Judy. Are you getting a kickback for that there, Judy? <laughs> Free product for life. Well, the the fact of the matter is that uh, I can probably catch more diseases from my girlfriend in bed than I can from any animals in bed. But I will nonetheless let Stacy Cohn explain her case. And apparently, this is uh, the University of California at Davis, uh, UC Davis, and they're pretty big with the uh, veterinary. They're they're a pretty good. School. Yeah, yeah. They're a good source. They say the risks are rare, but when it occurs, it can be especially nasty. More details coming up with Stacey Cohn in just a few minutes. We hope you sleep with your pets, and we hope they're actually with you right now, hanging with listening to the radio with you. We like it. Where's that squeaky toy? Where is it? Let's get the squeaky toy. You have to take it from Ladybug. Good luck. Give it up. (laughs) Right right now, Judy is trying to get the squeaky toy. Out she's just without at letting me. her yeah, know. She's, she's got that look like, I don't think so. That's mine. Yeah, try it. Yeah. <laughs> Good baby. She shares with her mama. Hi, Sherry. Hi. How are you? Good. What's going on with your dog? I have Lottie, the world famous Russian dog wizard, right here. Yes, well, my dogs have played tag with their bowls. Okay, Sherry. And I have three dogs. I have one lab, one Chesapeake Bay Retriever, and one um, Siberian Husky. Oh, that doesn't sound good. Okay. <laughs> and the one um, lab, he was used as a hunting dog, mm-hmm. but I he had some prostate problems, so I ended up having him neutered. Mm-hmm. He hasn't been out hunting since. Okay. Sherry, please um, cut to the chase. So what is the problem? Well, if I don't leash them down to feed them, they, they run around and Coco eats all his food, and then he goes and eats Naisha's, and Naisha goes and eats Buddy's. Okay. So basically, I will translate what you just said. You have a, a group of the dogs. And, uh, you know, if you don't keep your eyes on them as the huck, they get into some type of the, the eating each other food or what? I didn't get it. Well, basically, Coco scars his down and then he goes after Naisha, her food. 
and man because Buddy's weaker out of all of them. They take she takes his food and then he doesn't get anything. Okay, Sherry, who is the alpha? Who is the alpha in your in your family? You think? Who's who's the alpha? Yeah. In my family. Yeah. Are you married? Well, huh? <laughs> Are you married? Yeah, but he doesn't have anything basically to do with the dogs. But your dog, the, the dogs listen to your husband more than you, or vice versa? No, they listen to no. me more than they do him. That's nice. I think your dogs love you, have no respect to you. Sherry, as the psychic hotline or something, what I'm feeling right now as I talk to you, you are too submissive. You are too weak. You gotta be real alpha in the relationship with the, you have a whole pack. You have a whole pack dynamic here. If you would be clearly alpha for them, they would think twice before, before bring that nonsense on you. Uh, so without getting all those details, because I'm trying to pull that information out of you like a dentist pulling the teeth, um, you know, resolving the problem, you have a dominance over the food. You know, the dominance expressed among, in, in the canine culture, exactly like in the human culture, expressed word priority uh, objects. And in this particular situation is the dog food. And uh, yes, we can talk about, you know, who was neutered, who wasn't neutered, who was spayed, and who was this and that. But the bottom line is, you know, one dog finishing its own food and runs over and wants to eat another dog's food, basically by violating the law of canine culture. Because of, according to the law of canine culture, you can write it down, if you, if you are something, if it's within one feet toward you, another dog's nose, that's in your possession. For instance, if you put the, the um, dog food in the bowl and put your hand, put your hand into that and approach, even with the dog who is would bite the person for the for the food uh, normally, he would not bite you because he would respect it's yours. Once you pull your hand away, um, about one feet away, the dog will think it's now in his possession. So the dog is clearly violating the rules. The dogs who are behaving like this, they definitely believe they're ruling the ruling this uh, pack. They're in charge. So that particular dog needs to get some lesson to learn. So he is not the alpha male or alpha female in the pack. And in the only way for you to do that, that dog needs to go for the solid obedience training. And I would definitely use a pinch collar, not the choke collar, pinch collar. And I would uh, have a six-foot le six leash. And I would, what I would do in this particular situation, I would wait as soon as he finished the food, and even maybe, yeah, I would wait. When, as soon as they finished the wait, I, I will put the pinch collar and the leash on the dog before. And momentarily, as soon as he finished, I would even, even feeding him with my leash in my hands. I will say, let's go, and I'm going to do exactly this, the exercises which described in the DVD, um, Obedience for Life. You can contact my office and get it, or you can just watch a bit of it for free if you're visiting animalradio.com and the video is there, how you can control your dog easily and quickly by just uh, walking him through your house and uh, seat and all that stuff. That 
would I do first? I would establish myself, which is you're supposed to establish yourself as indisputable leader in this particular situation. Whatever problem you have, in that particular situation you should work. That's indirect approach. You're basically, um, you know, making your dog be focusing on the on immediate issue. And you are immediate fi- issue. He starts to worry about you right now more than worry about another dog. I would passing that dog by while another dog may be still eating. And once the bad dog just sniff another dog uh, f- or just even look into that ball, you snap uh, leash sidewise as you say no or my favorite, ah! And keep going and, and distract him, distract uh, him, uh, his attention on you. And you also can use in this situation air spray device by name, pet convincer. That would my beginning, that's what would I do in the, if you would, if you were my client. After that, when, when we would do a few lessons like that, I would definitely, um, as soon as the first dog finished and I have a better control, I would put him in the seat, stay or better off in the dog. I would send him to the dog bed by place command and make sure he would stay there. And after a while, it will get into the new habits. Because remember, dogs are creature of habits. Once you start to win five, six consecutive battles every day passing by and no confrontation over the food, you eventually, the first dog will accept the reality of life. I mean, the bad dog will accept the reality of life and will leave another dog alone but in the very beginning I would create the environment we would not allow any accidents to happen maybe even sometimes feeding them in the feeding one dog in the crate and another dog out of the crate uh, to prevent any notion of conflict while I am training that would be my short answer to your problem Sherry okay okay thank you for calling us you have a good day. You too. one 405 We have Kelly on the phone to talk to animal communicator Joy Turner. Hi, Kelly. Hi, how are you? Good. Where are you calling from today? I'm calling from upstate New York. There is no better animal communicator in the world than Joy Turner, and she's on with you right now. Oh, terrific. Thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. How can I help you? Well, I recently adopted two kittens. Uh, one is now five months old. The other is seven months old. And I'm wondering if they're enjoying their new life. Um, and I'm also wondering if you could tell me which one of them has decided to start pooping on the floor instead of the box. Okay, well, tell me their names. Okay, Mr. Peabody is seven months old and Murphy is five months old. Okay. Well, first of all, Murphy wants you to know it's not him going on the carpet. I didn't think so. I thought it was Mr. Peabody. And Mr. Peabody... Hesitantly, it's kind of like he's staring at Murphy, like, mm, you had to say that, didn't you? <laughs> and, of course, he did, apparently. Um, yep. They are generally loving their lives. Mr. Peabody says he's getting a little insecure. Oh. And oh. what he's feeling is that as Murphy is maturing, mm-hmm. he feels like Murphy is going to want to take his place. In other words, in the hierarchy of things. Oh, no. So what I would do if I were you, I would talk to Murphy about it. It's fine because Mr. Peabody is kind of keeping thinking to Murphy that he should change and be different. And you need to tell Murphy that he's fine being just the way he is. You love that he's so outgoing. And then tell Mr. Peabody that you equally love him in the way he is so much more reserved because that has its own special place in your heart. And then feel that place in your heart for that 
shyness and that reservedness. Okay. Does that make sense? Absolutely. It makes me very sad, though. Okay. And I know I've often said to him, help me raise the little one. So. Yeah, and he feels really overwhelmed by that. Yeah, okay. I would not ask him to do that anymore. In fact, I would relieve him of that duty, tell him you want to thank him very much for everything he's done. Yeah. And you really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. And now you feel like you know kittens well enough that now you can take care of Murphy. Okay. And Mm. I'm telling him that, of course, as I'm telling you. And he's sitting right here. So just reinforce that for him, and I think it's something that he'll change the way he views it now that he has another way to see it. Okay, very good. Thanks for your call, Kelly. one 405 8405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team right now. It is toll-free, and of course the Dream Team includes Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions, groomer Joey Volani, animal communicator Joey Turner, and our pet travel expert Susan Sims, as well as Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Kimpton Hotels. Now, if you're traveling to Phoenix or Scottsdale, take your pet along and stay at the Fire Sky Resort and Spa. Uh, Not only will you be greeted by the four-legged director of pet relations, Bosco, but you'll enjoy the stay with zero fees and no size or weight limits. Zero fees, no size or weight limits. Find out more about Kimpton Hotels' hospitality program by calling 1-888-KIMPTON. That's K-I-M-P-T-O-N. Thanks, guys, for sponsoring Animal Radio. This is an Animal Radio News Update. And the number one dog is, I'll tell you in a sec, I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. The Labrador Retriever continues to be the most popular dog breed in America. So says the American Kennel Club, which notes that the lab has held the top spot for 20 consecutive years. Labs are known to be gentle, intelligent, family-friendly, and their stable temperament makes them suitable for a variety of activities beyond just hunting. The German Shepherd was number two on the list, followed by the Yorkshire Terrier, the Beagle, and the Golden Retriever. The Bulldog rose to number six on this year's list, AKC spokesperson Lisa Peterson said, quote, not since the early 20th century has the bulldog enjoyed such sustained popularity. A Norwegian boy who was walking home from school one day met up with an unusual group of would-be bullies, a pack of wolves, but due to some quick thinking on this 13-year-old's part, he was able to fend them away by playing a Creed song on his cell phone. He was listening to Creed's song, Overcome, so when he was confronted by the scary animals, he turned up the volume and tried to scare them away. Amazingly enough, it did work, and the wolves left the scene. He said they didn't really get scared, they just kind of turned around and simply trotted away. I don't know, maybe the pack just wasn't big on Creed, who knows? The co-creator of the iconic Uncle Milton's Ant Farm has died. Milton Levine passed away of natural causes at the age of 97 last week in Thousand Oaks, California. He was best known as a toy industry pioneer and inventor of the Ant Farm, a staple in homes and classrooms for more than 50 years. Levine and his brother came up with this idea of creating the Ant Farm in 1956. To date, more than 20 million Uncle Milton Ant Farms have been sold around the world. The educational toy is made of clear plastic, allows kids to observe worker ants. Many moms protested the ant farm during its heyday since acquiring the product involved receiving live ants through the mail. You know what? You didn't even have to get them through the mail. You put a crumb out and leave it there for a couple of days and ants 
Boom, instantly. Residents in Riverside were startled to see what looked like a five-foot alligator walking around the other day before animal service officers could actually corner the reptile, which turned out to be a monitor lizard. The lizard was skipping along the sidewalk when it was captured. Monitors are legal to own in California and are native to Africa. Police helped an animal service officer snare the lizard with a catch pole so it could be put in the bed of a pickup truck. Animal Services Chief John Walsh said that the reptile didn't uh, like that too much. He hissed at the officer. But once it was at the shelter, it was very docile. Walsh said he expected somebody is probably going to claim it because it seems like it's a lost pet. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. This is Animal Radio. that they own, I'll be there when you want it, Up on today's show, and I know you're going to love this, Judy. Phil Kogan, not Hulk Kogan, Phil Kogan, who's the host of The Amazing Race. God, I'd love to be on that show. Okay, so Phil's on the way. He has a brand new. He has a book out. <laughs> it's not brand new. He has a book out, and he'll be talking about it. He's, he's doing this kind of inspirational thing. It's a timeless book. It really is. Just like uh, this break here, it's timeless. <laughs> Bye, Candace. Hi. How, How are you doing? You? Good. Where are you calling from today? Down in California. Ooh. I have Dr. Debbie right here. I understand you need to talk to her. Yeah. I was well, just, hi. Hi. How are you? Very good. That's what good. kind of critters do you have? Um, we have a pug. She's two years old, and she just had puppies eight weeks ago. Aw, how wonderful. Um, I was just wondering, I knew, we noticed that she started getting spots all over her. There are black spots on her. She's a fawn, and she has black okay. spots on her coat. Wondering okay. if that was from her pregnancy. Hmm. Now, is the dark spots, is it accompanied with hair loss? I'm sorry? Is the dark spots that you're seeing, is she also losing hair in those areas? Oh, no, uh-uh. No. She, she's just turning dark. Like her hair coat itself is turning dark or her skin? Yeah, kind of like, she just looks like a leopard spots, you know? I mean, they're just weird. Okay. Well, uh, we do know that... Uh, female dogs, when they give birth, many of them have some very unusual hair coat changes. And, you know, about four weeks, even eight weeks after they give birth, a lot of them will actually lose almost all of their hair. (laughs) So there can be a real turnover and a change in the hair follicle cycle. So um, sometimes that can be where we'll see um, some pigment changes as well. Um, I'm not certain that's what you're seeing, but I would be watchful for, you know, if the hair is falling out, if there's more uh, color change that you're noticing. Um, That's usually a temporary thing, and once they've weaned the puppies, their hair coat does restore to its normal uh, luster um, in its previous uh, density. But the other thing is we know pregnancy can weaken a pet's immune system, so we do have to watch out for things like skin mites, uh, particularly Demodex mites in pregnant dogs. We can see them break with infestations of those, and even things like ringworm. Um, So um, their immune system, you know, they're feeding all those babies, so it is certainly yeah. possible we can get something like that that really kind of takes opportunity um, for the uh, the nursing mom. So it might be a, set, a situation where I would recommend you see the veterinarian and 
have a couple of quick skin tests done to see if that might be the situation um, for your baby there. Okay. Um, but if it's not, and it's just this other stuff, it, it should be a temporary thing and, and hopefully be back to normal once those babies are um, off in their happy homes. How many babies you got? Six. 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 Mm-hmm. Ah, well, wonderful. And is she being a good mom taking care of those guys? She's a really good mom. Yes, she is. Really oh. good with them. Fabulous. Fabulous. Well, hopefully that's, like I said, all, all you're dealing with there. And make sure you get those babies into the vet. Six weeks is when the first puppy shots we want to be talking about doing, uh, as well as regular deworming. So Already does. All right. Fabulous. Well, <laughs> best wishes you. to you. And uh, take care of those babies. All right. Thank you very much. Thanks, Candice. one 405 to connect with any one of the Animal Radio Dream Team. And I believe Alex is up to talk to animal communicator Joy Turner. Hi, Alex. Hi, thank you so much. Where are you today? This This is great. Of course, where are you? I'm in Templeton, California. Templeton, do you listen on K, is it KVEC? KVEC? I'm serious. Oh, XM, okay, good. Yeah, XM, yeah, yeah. Welcome to Animal Radio. Here's Joy Turner. Thank you. Hi, hi, pleasure to meet you. Um, I have a question. Um, I had to euthanize two of my dogs about a month ago. Um, one's name was Puppy and the other's name was Shadow. They got into a horrible fight. Puppy started it and another dog attacked. It was 45 minutes of tearing Shadow apart. Anyway, so after that, I had to put Shadow down and then I, I had to put Puppy down. I couldn't stand it. And what my question is, do you see them? Can you feel them? Do you know anything that you can tell me? Actually, they both say, yes, they're there, and Puppy actually is incredibly shy and regretful and remorseful. Oh, wow. Is Puppy a boy or a girl, or was the It's a girl. They're both, they're both girls. Okay. Um, she, if she were still in her body, she'd be hanging her head down till her face was almost on the ground. She was doing that at the end when I took it to the, yeah, she was. She knows, in her mind, she was a very bad girl. And she okay. is so, so sorry. She didn't really expect that other dog to get involved. Okay. And she's really sorry. She, she says she's tried to make up with Shadow. Yes. And Shadow's not so sure that she wants to make up. Okay. I don't blame her. It was 45 minutes of hell. Uh, oh, Shadow just popped in. Okay. And she says that she wants you to know that She's not quite sure how to explain it, so she's showing me what she was feeling. It's like she was very much disconnected from what was going on with the body, so she was not feeling as much of the torture as you might think she was. Oh, thank God. Thank God, because it was so horrible. Yeah, thank God. And how are they? I mean, I I miss them so much. Shadow says, well, she, of course, is perfect, and once Puppy gets her lesson, she'll be perfect, too. Okay. And they want you, especially Shadow, wants you to replace her. In other words, get another dog. I did. I just got another dog like a week ago. I went to the pound, and I got a nine-year-old dog that was there for a long, long time, and he's home, and he hasn't stopped smiling. She thinks you should get two old dogs. Okay, I can go get another one. (laughs) (laughs) You think you're going to just try one for now? Well, you know, um, I almost was, we need a dog that um, respects kitties because we have seven kitties. And uh, I was looking at two dogs, but they were not kitty friendly. So Clifford, 
with Kitty friendly, so I brought him home. But uh, I no doubt, no doubt, we'll go get another dog soon. She suggests a female. A female. Okay. Okay. That's so sweet, and I feel so much better. I do feel better. I have been almost hysterical this last since it happened because it was such a. Uh, yeah, I was the only one here. Well, you don't need to hear that, but it was just. But thank you very much for getting thank in touch. Thank you for your call today, Alex. Okay, thank appreciate you very it. much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. one 405 8405 right now. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Dogs or cats... Horse or emu, animals are people too. A disagreement about dogs at a wedding left four people shot, including the bride and groom. Although 50 people attended the outdoor Arkansas wedding, the details are still sketchy. Authorities said the shooting happened moments after Melissa Smith and Mike Beavers took their vows along Piney Creek in rural Pope County. Smith the Bride said the shooting began after Patrick Paul Duvall's dog started fighting with her dog, who was a guest at the wedding. Duvall was not a guest and didn't know the couple. The dog fight started a human fight, which ended up with 29-year-old Duvall shooting the bride and groom, plus two other guests. Three of the guests were driven to the police station in the back of a pickup truck, while police found a fourth victim at the site of the wedding. Patrick Paul Duvall now faces four counts of first-degree felony battery, each of which carries a maximum prison sentence of 20 years and a $15,000 fine. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Hi, it's Lisa Laporta from HGTV's Design to Sell for Animal Radio. Please stay and neuter your pets. Do you have an aging pet? How about a scratchy dog or an anxious cat? The natural vet, Dr. Sean Messonnier, recommends Pet Pals Vitamins. Pet Pals formulas provide safe, affordable nutritional therapy with noticeable benefits. Pet Pals are flavored, chewable tablets that can be given as a treat or crumbled and mixed in with your pet's food. Give your pal the gift of wellness and longevity. Try Pet Pals risk-free today with our satisfaction guarantee. Go to AnimalRadio.com for your 10% off coupon now. When I went looking for a quality allergen-free dog food for Roscoe, a friend told me about canine caviar. Being a born skeptic, I examined every ingredient and, most importantly, made sure it drove our dog's taste buds crazy. Here's the lowdown. Canine caviar is holistic, allergen-free, with raw dehydrated meats, herbs, fish oil, and flaxseed for health and joint support. Good food for Roscoe from a company I can trust. Ask your pet store for Canine Caviar. Learn more at CanineCaviar.com. Is your computer running slowly? Thinking about buying a new one? Don't waste your money. Your computer could be infected with spyware, malware, viruses, registry errors, spam, and pop-ups. You don't need to buy a new computer. Just go to DoubleMySpeed.com and find out what's slowing your computer down. DoubleMySpeed totally cleaned up my system and increased my speed. DoubleMySpeed.com increased the speed of my computer from the very first day. My computer was on its last leg. Now it's like new again. Get your free diagnosis at DoubleMySpeed.com and keep your computer running fast. Your free diagnosis at DoubleMySpeed.com is easy and fast. 
best you could ask for. Outstanding, and my computer is running faster than ever. Find out what is slowing down your computer with a free diagnosis at DoubleMySpeed.com. Don't waste your time with your slow computer. Get your free diagnosis now at DoubleMySpeed.com. That's DoubleMySpeed.com. This is Animal Radio, baby. It is time for another Dodge Journey Pet Destination of the Week. And this is where we ask you to tell us where you like to take your dog or your cat or your flamingo, whatever animal you have. (laughs) Tell us, is it a park? Is it a beach? Is it a restaurant? Whatever it is, you call us now at 1-866-405-8405. Tell us, share with the whole world. We'll put it up on the website as one of our Dodge Journey Pet Destinations. And we'll give your animal prizes that you can play with them at a location like yeah, balls take with you. And all kinds of good toys. Yeah, that's uh, boy. Today all five lines are ringing. That's a tough one. I'll just uh, uh, oh, I got to read this first. Yes, yeah. <laughs> this pays our bills. The Dodge Journey has won the 2010 Pet Safe Choice Awards with their fold down stain resistant seat, their chill zone glove box cooler for their drinks, and multiple storage options with removable washable liners. I love it. It's easy to see why the Dodge Journey is the best car for every member of the family, even those with tails. And I'm going to pick line four. Is that okay with you, Judy? Yeah, go to four. Hi, who's this? Hi, this is Valerie. Hey, Val, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Very good. Do you have a Dodge Journey pet destination for us this week? Yes, I do. Where is it? Um, I like to take my dog to the Redondo Beach Dog Park. Redondo hmm. Beach Dog Park. So I'm guessing yeah. that's a beach, obviously. I'm a beach girl. You are a beach girl. Now is the dog uh, a Southern beach? California girl, huh? You gotta love that. Yep. Is your dog one of those that just runs wild on the beach? Yep, she does. She loves it. She loves the beach, the water, and the park. What's her name? Her name is Rosie. What kind? What kind of dog is she? She's a Boston Terrier. Oh, oh I love those dogs. Yeah. Terrorize the beach. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, this weekend's Dodge Journey pet destination of the week is Redondo Beach. That's in the Los Angeles area, by yes, the way. SoCal. SoCal. But remember. We got your Dodge Journey pet destinations all over the country. Check out the website at animalradio.com. Well, I've got some toys for Rosie, okay? And you can take her out to the beach with these toys. Hold on for one second. Now, we're going to put all these Dodge Journey pet destinations over at the website at animalradio.com. So if you're looking for a place in your area to take your dog or your cat or your flamingo today, check it out at animalradio.com and click the link that says Dodge Journey Pet Destinations. Here's a fact. 17,000 years ago, the first dog was domesticated from a pack of wolves. Here's another fact. The Dodge Journey is a domesticated crossover, a direct descendant of our muscle cars. The Journey recently won the 2010 Pet Safe Choice Award, an honor decided by humans and dogs. Was it the stain-resistant seating, the in-floor storage bins with removable and washable liners, or is it that dogs relate to this vehicle? Trying to sell your old car? Instead, donate your vehicle to Heritage for the Blind. Pickup is free and your donation is tax deductible. Just call 1-800-850-4516. Heritage for the Blind accepts cars, vans, trucks, and boats whether they run or not. Donate your vehicle and you'll receive a free three-day vacation voucher to over 50 locations. Call 1-800-850-4516. That's 1-800-850-4516. 1-800-850-4516. 
Hi, this is Fred Willard on Animal Radio. And I, I'm, I'm begging you, spay and neuter your animals. I'm sitting up and begging. I'll, play, I'll go over and play dead if you want. I'll follow you anywhere you want to go. You're listening to Animal Radio. Team here at Animal Radio. Put the squeaky toy down. Stop playing with the squeaky toy. Uh, it's driving all those animals, all the dogs crazy out Making there, every it? dog in the world. People Ears email us every week. They say every time we play the little squeaky toy. <laughs> Their dogs notice. The dogs all look up at the radio. Yeah. Looking at the radio. You know, we. Hey, we I, had, yes. I had a Rottweiler once that um, was, and this, this, is, this is God's honest true story, that when Dancing with the Stars would come on, that it was a Roddy would grab his um, his toy and just walk around the um, the um, coffee table. And oh when a commercial gosh. would come on, he would stop. When it came back on, he would continue with the toy and walk around the table. He yeah. actually loved the show, I guess. Huh? That's wow. that's very screwed. Dancing with the Stars. Dancing. Are you sure? <laughs> uh, yes, yes. Dancing with the Stars. Wow. I'm going to have to check out the show now. I, I, apparently I didn't say the dog had great taste. Yeah. I just said, you know. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say that. Wouldn't go that far. Let's go ahead and take one for Dr. Debbie. And we have Claudette on the phone. Hi, Claudette. Hi. Where are you calling from today? Uh, Carmel, Indiana. Carmel, Indiana. Hey, awesome. From my old neck in the woods. Well, Indiana. Okay, great. But hey, what can I do for you today? Um, I'm concerned about my pug. Um, she's 14 and a half years old, and she's been having uh, a colitis problem now, off and on, for gosh, I guess, I don't know, off and on a year or so. Um, she's been given various antibiotics. And that stops it while she's taking the antibiotic. But when okay. she comes off of it now, I'm saying now in the last couple of months, when she comes off of the antibiotics, the colitis, the bloody stool, comes right back. Okay. And then what is she eating for you? She's eating um, Hill CD prescription diet. She oh, so she's got other issues too, huh? <laughs> well, yes, she's been on this, gosh, uh, most of her life. Okay. But you said CD or ZD? C, A, B, C, CD. C as in cat. So she's had bladder stone issues. That's what I was getting at. She's had bladder issues. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Because that's the number one thing when we're talking about colitis and the history of the typical signs of chronic diarrhea, blood in the stool, mucus, um, you know, all of those kind of things, sometimes we'll manage as best we can with diet. So if you're balancing also a tendency towards bladder stones, it kind of throws a little extra wrench in the, the system of what we might try. Um, so not to say it, it's impossible, um, but in many cases we'll try to add some different types of fiber, insoluble or soluble fiber, whether that be through a diet or through supplementing that. Um, so, so that's something that might be helpful in a long-term strategy. Um, but it would have to be done with caution with her other health concerns that are going on. Now, when you said she's been on antibiotics in the past, do you recall which ones that she's been on? The last one, she was on Batril. Oh, wow. Okay. 
Heavy duty stuff. But she'd been on a, a type of a sulfur one about two or three weeks before that. Mm-hmm. Um, just various ones, but they all slow it down, but as soon as it stops the antibiotics, it comes right back. Yeah, and, and there is that that waxing and waning course of colitis for a lot of pets. So for some dogs, um, I am satisfied if we can control them while they're on a medication. And some are not the best for long-term use. Um, my favorite for managing colitis in the long-term st- uh, setting is a Tylosin, which is actually a powder. And um, just I feel that works best in my hands versus one of the sulfas or um, even metronidazole, which can be used. Um, but but all of those drugs do have their side effects, so it might be a strategy of trying to find the lowest possible dosage to keep her on on a daily or even an every other day basis to try to manage those signs. Uh, and then a lot of times now we're actually looking at the benefits of prebiotics and probiotics. And probiotics, everyone kind of knows about you know, lactobacillus for people, what we see in yogurt, um, but there are different um, different uh, strains that we use for dogs, and there's even the different uh fibers that we would feed as a prebiotic, so basically as a good food for those bacteria in the gut to try to help the gut work most effectively. And there's a lot of good ones out now, um, whether we're using something along the line of Fortiflora or if we're using, uh, we're even using one in our office called uh, Yevo, <laughs> um, or I'm sorry, Vio, and that's an actual uh, liquid uh, probiotic, and it also has these prebiotics in it as well. So that might be something to, to consider as well, and uh, trying to keep those symptoms under control as best as we can. Um, now, where would I get that prebiotic or probiotic, or what's the name wanna, of it? I'd say first talk to your veterinarian and make sure that is appropriate, okay. um, but one that we're using is called Vio. And um, it's uh, typically sold through a veterinary office. So I don't even know if you can get it online. Okay. Um, it's called V-O, but, uh, like V-E-O? Mm-hmm. Okay. V-I-Y-O. V-I-Y-O. Yeah. And there, there may be other products that your veterinarian uh, can recommend in your area if okay. they don't have that particular one. But that's just a good um, way to support the immune health. Um, but, yeah, and uh, I wouldn't give up the idea of using that long-term antibiotic strategy. Um, it's just we've got to find the path that keeps our pet comfortable with the least side effects. Okay, and you mentioned um, a, an antibiotic called, did you say Tyson? Tylosin or Thailand. It's actually a large animal antibiotic. Most most large animal vets are most commonly uh, familiar with that. But, yeah, we do use that for chronic colitis and uh you know, some of the inflammatory bowel disease uh, situation. So, yeah, give your vet a call. Ask them and say, hey, is this something we can try for my baby? And I was wondering, does she need some kind of, um, where you look inside with a scope or something? You know, that's a great question. And if um, if this is a condition that, you said she's 14 years of age? Yes, she is. Okay, yeah, and when we're talking about a chronic GI problem, scooping or endoscopy is definitely a good thing to help get a more accurate diagnosis. Um, So if that hasn't been done, um, that's certainly a tool that the veterinarian can use to get an accurate diagnosis, and it's helpful if we were talking about polyps or cancers or things like that in helping to rule those out. Um, 14-year-old gal, I think I'd have to 
really discuss the pros and cons of doing that and whether or not we're going to change a lot at this kind of golden age in her lifespan. Um, so if she was six or eight years old, I'd probably say absolutely. I, I'd encourage you strongly in that department. But I, I don't know if it's going to change a lot uh, what you're doing for her, Claudette. And um, if you can manage her with uh, you know, medication, I, I'd be very comfortable with that. Okay. Thank you, Dr. Debbie. Thank you for thank your you call for today, Claudette. Okay. one 405 8405 This is Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. And our whole dream team of experts, Lottie, the world-famous Russian dog lizard, to help you with your dog issues. Our pet travel expert, Susan Sims, to tell you where to take your dog. Our animal communicator, Joey Turner, to tell you what your pet is thinking. And our groomer, Joey Volani, to tell you how to keep your pet looking beautiful. And, of course, Dr. Debbie. She answers pretty much any medical question. Hey, Doug. Oh, I got to press this. How are you doing? I'm doing just fine. Thank you very much. It's so nice of you to be doing this. Uh, Of course. We appreciate your program. Uh, Yeah, we have a 16-year-old tabby, and... uh, Lately, he gets into uh, pushing his dish around, uh, his water dish. Okay. And we're wondering maybe if it's his eyes or something. He just doesn't see the water anymore. So he pushes the dish around and, uh, and he pokes at the water. So we have an old, we have an old, uh, we have a garden fountain that's about his size and it trickles water and mm-hmm. it's kind of like a water fountain. And, uh, it will, uh, and he drinks out of that. And since he's been drinking out of that, he doesn't push his dish around. So I'm just wondering why he pushes his dish around. Is it, do you think it's his eyes? Well, you know, it could be something. Vision, um, in certain reflections, um, in still water might be a little bit more of a concern for him than if it's moving water and we're not having that reflection. Um, you know, but the honest truth is some cats just really prefer moving water. It's more interesting. And, um, when, when he's pushing the bowl, is he pushing it with his paw or with his head or with his muzzle? No, no, he's pushing it with his paws around. He, uh, yeah, he's just kind of like pushing him around. He just, you know. I mean, he does that yeah. with the food dish all the time, too, when he wants to eat, and it's really irritating because it's on the floor, so it really makes a lot of noise. Sure, sure. Well, and some kitties definitely to help kind of combat that, the flatter or almost more like a saucer type feeding arrangement, if that's more appealing, because we also, kitties can kind of get annoyed with uh, the ridges on some bowls. So, um, you know, when those whiskers touch the side of bowls, sometimes they just don't like that and it's kind of unappealing. So maybe experiment a little bit. Try um, open plate surfaces um, or different shaped bowls. Um, and, you know, certainly you can find some bowls that have some of that rubber stuff underneath or the heavier duty dog bowls so they're a little right. more durable to his effects but you know what if he likes drinking water out of fountain i'm all for it and uh you know many cats that don't drink well and we're trying to encourage their water intake due to yeah. kidney problems or dehydration we often prescribe water uh, fountains for cats because they just really no uh, kidding Wow. Yeah, they, it really does uh, create so much more fun for them uh, when it comes to drinking that, you know, anything that makes the uh, yeah, more water intake go better. It's nice to listen to. <laughs> <You know? laughs> he uh, he has, uh, has a fit. But, yeah, the, the bowl is a metal bowl, the, the standard watering dish. We have another cat who doesn't mind the water dish at all, and it's a metal water dish like you would use uh-huh. for a dog, really. But, but uh, you know... Uh, she doesn't mind it, kind of a little bit of a shiny thing, but 
Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he, he uh, lately, I don't know, he used to drink out of it, but lately he has, and I think because we discovered the fountain in the yard one day, and, mm-hmm. and then after that, I think he just didn't want to drink out of it. <laughs> hey, well, whatever it takes to indulge the kitties, and, and that's what I say, you know, they do run the house, so you got to <laughs> give into the cat world there. They are king and queen in my house, so. They love those fountains. Uh, Drinkwell makes a great fountain, by the way, if you want to buy one. Uh, we have links over at the website. Thanks for your call, Doug. one 405 Some women call men snakes. Others just marry a snake. That's what recently happened in India. A woman fell in love with a snake and married him. Bimala Das and the snake were wed in a traditional Hindu ceremony attended by 2,000 guests. Bimbala wore a beautiful sari, and the snake, who was just wearing his current skin, was afraid to come out of the nearby anthill where he lives. An ornamental brass snake stood in for the shy groom. The bride explained that she and the snake, which happens to be a poisonous cobra, have a special kind of communication. Villagers welcomed the wedding, believing it would bring good luck. I'm glad they left out the you-can-kiss-the-bride part. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. And don't forget about Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Groomer Joey Volani, animal communicator Joey Turner, and our pet travel expert Susan Sims, as well as Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. We're all here at your beck and call to help you solve those problems you may have with your pets. Uh, grab your pets. Bring them around the radio. And, uh, oh, and we're dedicating this week's show to uh, Uncle Milton. Good old Uncle Milton. Un- you remember Uncle Milton's ant farms? Apparently I'm the only one here <laughs> that ever had one. Uh, but uh, he passed you know, at 97. Yes? i got to ask you a question because yes. I never had any. I wouldn't, I, I'd be afraid to have any. You weren't afraid that the ants would get out? Yeah. No, they were no? a little behind a little glass window. Yeah, a little... still, they can get through the tiniest little Yeah, cracks. but what if, what if they got out of the ant farm? Then, yeah. then, then they're in the house. The you know what? Some, I, I don't like bugs. I could deal with fleas I understand ticks, that. but anything else? Let me tell you, any of the ants that would have gotten out, they would have lived because none of the ants that remained inside <laughs> lived. Oh, wow. They would have escaped. If they, I wasn't yeah. very, you know... Gotcha. I'm a, yeah. Oh. Well, you didn't feed them. Were you supposed to feed them? What are you supposed to? Uh, what do you do uh, with them when they're in there? Apparently, you're supposed to feed them. And you so, didn't know that. I huh, didn't know Al? that. Uh, but, oh, uh, boy. So we dedicate this show to Uncle Milton, who passed it, and uh, all those ants. Ninety and <laughs> all the ants that passed too. He was uh, 97 years old, by the way. Wow. Do uh, the dogs and cats you sleep with could they be? Presenting a risk, a health risk to you. Coming up in the news, we'll find out more about that. Ew. And uh, what are you working on there, Joey, for your tip of the week? Well, I got some. Um, I got some interesting um, emails on my website and about cats and how, if my cat doesn't like the brush, you know, what do I do to um, deshed them? And um, I got a good tip for you. Oh, coming up, how to groom your cats. You I know, love those cat tips. You I don't do have like enough of those. Yeah. People say we're dog centric, but yeah. we, you know, it's it's all about whatever you're asking about. If it's an iguana, then we're iguana centric. That's how it works. Stacy, what do you got coming up? Well, you've heard of people that hoard things. You can't even walk through their house. Oh, yeah. There's trash all over the place, or they collect, they buy baby clothes. They don't even have a baby, <laughs> and just weird, obsessive things. Well, there's also something called animal hoarding, and I have some surprising information for you. 
Okay, that's all on the way right here on Animal Radio. Let's hit the phones right now. one 405 8405 Doug, welcome to the show. How are you today? Good. How are you doing? What's up? Great, great. Hey, I have uh, an 11-year-old dachshund who, uh, let's see, about three months ago, she became very, very ill, and um, she wouldn't eat, and she got real skinny and uh, dehydrated looking. And what it was, I, I thought she had uh, ate a piece of chicken cartilage that I had dropped, and it maybe gave her intestinal blockage. So uh, after a few days, I said, all right, I took her to the vet, and I explained that to her, and they looked at her, and um, I said her lymph nodes had been inflamed. And they said, well, you know, just without doing all these expensive tests, possibly she had um, cancer in her lymph nodes. And um, and she was looking, I could barely keep her head up. And I, thought, you know, I said, well, you want to just put her down now? I said, no, the kids will want to see her again. So they did uh, x-ray, and they drained. She was really bloated. They drained a bunch of water out of her. I said, I don't want to spend, you know, it was still a few hundred dollars, but I said, I'm not gonna, I'd rather go and spend the money and get another dog out of the pound and put this one to, if she's gonna be miserable. But anyway, they gave me a two prescriptions, uh, one for water pills so she wouldn't retain as much water. Uh-huh. Then they gave me a, a pill of a, a steroid, a prednisone, to, uh, okay. yeah. you know, in case there was something to do with the cancer. They said, this will keep her comfortable and alive for, you know, for, could be two days, could be two weeks. Well, it's been three months. The dog is 100% healthy. Runs around, does everything, and eats like mad. And I'm just wondering, should I keep doing the prednisone and the water pills or not? Wow. So she, they actually drain fluid off of her abdomen, like with a needle? Oh, yeah, and like I think three different spots because she was just retaining this water and just com- and couldn't get rid of it. She was like, look like a potbelly pig. Wow. Poor and, thing. and her you know, lymph nodes were really big as well? Yeah, yeah. And, um, I mean, she looks kind of like a potbelly pig. Sometimes now because she won't quit eating. She just eats and eats. I said, well, maybe that's because the steroid has given her such a high appetite. I mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'd have to be honest that, and you haven't used any other chemotherapy agents. It's just the prednisone and the, the water pill? That's it. And they said, you know, here, your kid, like I said, they, they said two to, two to a couple of days. Cause, I mean, she, she couldn't even pick her head up. And mm, okay. uh, hardly, and um, they said, well, it could last up to two two months, and if you do any chemo or anything, you know, you're only talking a few months up to maybe a year or two, and then, uh, okay. and I'm thinking, you know, I'm not going to spend that thousands, and I hear the dog is back, like, you, you wouldn't even know there's anything wrong with her. That's, sure. Uh, well, I, sometimes we... Yeah, my question is, do I keep doing the water pills and the, and the, and the uh, prednisone, or should I stop them? Yeah, you know, it, it's a tough answer because we don't know what your dog has. And I'd have to be very honest that the test for lymph node cancer is very simple. If we've got a swollen lymph node and we want to know if we've got lymphoma, which is one of the most typical lymph cancers, oh we can do a needle biopsy. It's pretty cheap. It's pretty quick. It's non-invasive. Pets are very, they tolerate it very well. That would tell us if we do have lymphoma, if we have lymph cancer. Um, so it would be unusual if I knew that your dog had lymphoma. It'd be unusual with that kind of therapy alone that at three months down the road, very honestly, that she'd still be alive. Um, because usually prednisone helps for short term, but it runs out of its effect after a very short time, sometimes many weeks. So 
I would have to say, hmm, um, I'm not sure your dog has lymph node cancer. And I'd actually be more worried about that fluid in the belly, that that could be something structurally within the abdomen, maybe a mass or something that's causing that fluid, whether it be a heart problem or a a blood pressure problem or a liver problem. Those kind of things can cause that bloating to be really excessive. So what you're doing doesn't sound inappropriate for what we know so far and it, you know it's all in your hands how much you want to find out and how uh, much I hate to say you want to invest um, yeah. you'd mentioned the strong appetite it, that is a typical side effect when we are using uh, prednisone or other steroids it does uh, increase the um, appetite and there can be weight gain and, and we can even see some changes in body fat distribution in the body um, but I'd say for, for what I would encourage you to kind of look at is what you're describing to me medically, if you don't wish to go any further in getting a diagnosis, if your pet's comfortable and we're managing the disease to the best of our ability, then I would certainly carry on and follow through with your veterinarian's recommendations from here. Um, because three months in battling what you're describing, gosh, you know, it seems like you're doing something right there. So um, I would definitely encourage you along those along that avenue. And uh, you know, it's all about keeping our pets comfortable. So everyone's got a different interest in how aggressive you want to get in finding those answers. But everyone, when we get to a point when our pets are suffering or we're not managing a chronic disease well, um, you know, it really is on our shoulders to look back and say, hey, if you've given us good life and you've enjoyed yourself um, and you're now suffering, then it's really our time to, to step in and, and to be that pet advocate and, uh, you know, do what's best for them. So hopefully those days for you are many more and you enjoy a long time with your baby. Um, so best wishes to you and, and hope she fights that disease very well for you. Thanks for your call, Doug. one 405 8405 This Healthy Helping of Animal Radio is brought to you by Stella and Chewies. If you're a regular listener of Animal Radio, you know Ladybug, the studio stunt dog, is pretty loyal to Stella and Chewies. She doesn't know that it has that natural goodness (laughs) or the raw USDA-inspected meat. There's no added hormones or antibiotics. She doesn't really care if it's pathogen-free. She just wants to know that it tastes good, and believe me, it does. In fact, they have four great flavors, a duck, lamb, chicken, and beef. She's wow. she's fond of the beef, isn't she? That's she her favorite. Beef. That's her favorite. She's a beef girl. If you want to check it out, I'd like to send you a sample. All you need to do is send me a self-addressed stamped envelope, the address over at AnimalRadio.com, and I'll send you a sample back of Stella and Chewy's. Or you can learn more online at their website at StellaAndChewy's.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. When I went looking for a quality allergen-free dog food for Roscoe, a friend told me about canine caviar. Being a born skeptic, I examined every ingredient and most importantly, made sure it drove our dog's taste buds crazy. Here's the lowdown. Canine caviar is holistic, allergen-free, with raw dehydrated meats, herbs, fish oil, and flaxseed for health and joint support. Good food for Roscoe from a company I can trust. Ask your pet store for canine caviar. Learn more at caninecaviar.com. Listen carefully to this message. If you're about to buy hardwood flooring, you're going to pay too much. Unless, of course, you buy from us. We're Lumber Liquidators, and we dare you to shop and compare with the big box stores. Lumber Liquidators offers the low price guarantee. When you buy your quality hardwood flooring from Lumber Liquidators, you save hundreds, if not thousands, every time. Because we buy direct from the mills. We are truly the wood floor experts. To prove it, we'll send you our beautiful full-color catalog absolutely free. Call 1-800-265-4352. Shop for hardwood. 
hardwoods in cherry, oak, and walnut, bamboo, laminates, and even Bella Wood prefinished flooring with a 50-year warranty. The same floor Bob Vila has in his home. Don't pay more than you have to for flooring. Call Lumber Liquidators right now. We even offer installation and financing. Visit your local Lumber Liquidators or call right now for your free full-color catalog. Call 1-800-265-4352. That's 1-800-265-4352. 1-800-265-4352. friendly is the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each issue includes hotel and destination reviews along with health and wellness topics, dog training tips, and the latest fashion trends. Pick up a copy at Borders, Barnes & Noble, Hastings, or go online to phytofriendly.com and subscribe today. Fido Friendly is the only magazine dedicated to the travel and lifestyle of man's best friend and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. You're listening to Animal Radio. Animal Radio, my friend. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. Hope you have your animals around the radio with you. Of course, we're here to answer your questions. Not me personally. I'm just here to blow hot air and glue it all together. Judy's... And you do a good job. (laughs) Thank you very much. Judy's uh, answering the phones and screening. She's also the producer here at Animal Radio. Susan Sims working on your Fido-friendly travel talk. She gives you the best places to travel with your animals, and she always has giveaways. Uh, Joy Turner, she's our animal shrink. She talks to the animals. Yeah, you're looking down at your radio. Hey, it makes the phones ring. Hey, you got to believe. Uh, Dr. Debbie, if you prefer the more scientific approach, she's our animal radio doc. And when I say that, she takes care of all of our animals here. Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. Not a day goes by that you can't see him on uh, TV. We are all here at your beck and call, 1-866-405-8405. Hi, Laura. Hi, Vlade. Hi, Laura. How are you? Oh, I am I am in need of your advice, and otherwise I'm doing well. Thank you. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. You have a very sexy voice. What uh, state are you calling us uh, from? I, I'm calling from California, Southern California. <laughs> That's why you have a California accent, which is similar <laughs> to mine, because I'm from California. What what city? Oh, I would have recognized your California accent. Uh, I don't know why you didn't. Uh, what city are you from? <laughs> I'm in Sun Valley. Sun Valley. Oh, okay. I know that city, but uh, you know, I'm from Newport, so I guess you know. Oh, too. you guys are much. You guys are a lot um, nicer than me here. Oh, I think I won lottery when I moved from Michigan to Newport Beach. Oh, California. I bet. Okay, Lori. How can I help you? Oh well, I. You know, I started. It started without me thinking about it, but because I love animals, I started finding animals around here and bringing them in and trying to find homes, and now we've developed into kind of a little production here where we bring in animals and and then deal with them and find them homes, and I have a dog that I've had for about three years now that I found on the streets. He's an older male. Okay. Um, breed? You know, I'm going to say he's, uh, he's probably a, a, a Lab mix. I want to say hound because he does howl a lot. Okay, but he's so about mix, 65 pounds. Okay, okay. So you brought him in, and what happened? Well, I've had other animals here. My daughter's got animals, and then the ones we bring in, he never had any problems with any of them. Hold on, when you're looking, hold on, Lori. When you're talking about animals, do you have a wolves, of coyotes? No, just dogs, dogs. Of, okay, okay. So no cats. Okay. No, no cats, <laughs> just dogs. And he seemed okay, to get great. along with everyone. And then all not, of a sudden, I'm not, I brought a person for a cat. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I brought a, a dog in, and it was a male. 
and he attacked it. Uh, and attacked even though his teeth are ground down, he's still got his upper ones, but his bottom ones are pretty ground down because he's older. But he literally, really, I mean, wanted to kill the dog. Okay, if if uh, that dog who he's trying, uh, who he tried to kill, was also male or female? It was a male. Male. Okay, and you have any females in your pack? I do, pack? and he gets along with the females. Just no well, I get. I bet too. I bet too. I get along really much better with Judy, not with the hell from our, you know, team. <laughs> That's how it goes. Listen, uh, when he tried to, I mean, uh, here's how males are fighting. A lot of uh, barking, a lot of noise, but not really uh, damages. Was that the case? Uh, no casualties, no stitches. No, no, not at all. Um, yeah, and by the way, I want to tell you, I do have a couple neutered males that he was used to when I brought him in that he got, does get along with. Okay, so that's one particular male. And the, the last piece of information, under what circumstance that happened? Well, I'll tell you, it, it's with every, it's been about three or four little males that I've brought in for adoption. Um, he doesn't, he, he literally zones in on them, goes straight for them, grabs them by their neck, and then tries to shake them. Okay, <laughs> not 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 a good scenario, Lori. He, uh, so what you telling me? I just would like to very quick and appreciate you helping me out. So he's getting along with some males who he knows for a while, who he lived for a while, and every time when you bring the new males, that's becoming the problem. Am I right? That's correct. Okay, so there is a good news and a bad news, and the good news he can get along with the dogs, and the bad news is, he, you know, you, it's not happening overnight. But the good news is, uh, even after that fight, no casualties. So here is what I would do if if I were you. Uh, I think uh, your dog uh, has a behavioral disease by name, motivational disorder, <laughs> because you are not giving any motivations to change. I'm pretty sure when he gets into this things you may be screaming and yelling but not too much actions and I also believe introduction is not the way how you should do here's what I would do if I were you that's what I would try to do it I mean golden we said golden golden mix uh, golden sometimes do the things like that so but again they are not um, pit bulls or whatever so they are if uh, you know it's uh, it's a much easier to fix it doesn't matter i mean it doesn't mean pit bulls uh, you know in, impossible to fix them but it's much easier to deal with the democrats goldens or laps so here's how i would do i would definitely definitely and I, the mistakes on the pet owners making all the time they're the same and the same they just just, just want to play in the russian roulette and not in the Russian chess. They're just hoping for the best and not preparing for the worst. And I hate that approach. Here's what I would, what I would do. I would, prior to bringing any new dog, especially a male, I got to put my dog in the crate. And uh, I, this is kind of a very quick a bit of uh, tip. And I want to make sure the newcomer is going to also have a crate. And that crate is going to be very close to the bad guy. And I'm going to every day, every day move uh, those crates close and closer and for the first week I want to make sure one of those two dogs out second is in the crate I don't care what be your old one or the new one but remember Lori the three things must to come together your dog must live together eat together 
and and uh, and work together. What I mean by uh, sleeping together, it's obviously uh, closing the crates. And another another tip is I would have a two blanket underneath uh, under them, and I would periodically exchange those bl- blankets between the, uh, the crates, so they would be oh, the sniffing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And 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 it's it's must be a metal crate, it's not the plastic one. It should be like side by side, and uh, I would fit them together. One dog can be in the crate, second not in the crate, or two in the crates, but they must eat together, sleep together, and work together. What I mean by that, I mean, listen, Laurie, your dog and the old one, of course, you you would have much better control over your dog if you would put some obedience training. I would get some Herm Springer pinch collar. I would put it on him and I would show him who is the boss in your home by doing simple obedience training. Visit our website animalradio.com and there is a video. See how I do that easily. I did it even with Crazy Akita and you can do it very easily with this golden and that's going to really help you out when you get this problem. Your dog will automatically view you as authoritative leader. That's what I would I do. Thank you for calling to Animal Radio. Yeah. Let's see. Let's uh, head on over to the phones with Joy Turner. Hi, Joy. How are you doing? I'm marvelous. How about yourself? Great. You ready to talk to some animals? Absolutely. I believe we have Edie on the phone. Hi, Edie. Hello. So who can we talk to today for you, Edie? Bear. Um, he's a nine-year-old Pomeranian, and uh, when he was a lot younger, he used to, uh, after I'd take him outside to take care of business, we'd get the truck, and I'd tell him, get in the truck, and he'd run on up the steps. And then seven years ago, we went through a tornado, and ever since that night, he would not run up the steps. And then two and a half years ago, I had a misfortune and jackknifed my truck and almost rolled it over. Everything in the truck wound up on the driver's side. When I came to a stop, he was between my legs, begging me, Mama, pick me up, hold me, protect me. And ever since then, when I hit a bad bump or something rattles up above, he cowers and runs to the bunk and hides under the blanket. And I just wanted to understand that Mama didn't hurt him. Thankfully, neither one of us were injured in the accident, but he was mentally hurt. And I want him to know that Mama did not do that on purpose, that she would never hurt him on purpose, that she loved him. The first thing he wants you to know, Edie, is that he's very aware that you didn't hurt him, and he doesn't think you did, but he's not sure. He thinks some other outside of you that he has no control over, you have no control over first, could at any moment come and jerk that truck around and do bad things. And that's why he's so afraid. It's because of the unknown, but knowing that for sure it can happen and nobody would have control or any say over when it would happen. So that's what he's so afraid about. So I can talk to him about a couple of things. You're going to have to keep talking to him pretty much before you get into the truck with him and during being in the truck with him, especially if you happen to do something like hit a bump. You're going to want to talk to him about these things that I'm going to say to him because now he's in that fear pattern. It's going to take him a while of experiencing how the truck is okay before he'll feel okay. Does that make sense? One of the things I want to ask him is to look at his whole time that he's in the truck. Every minute that he's in the truck, how is it most of the time? Is it bad or bad things happening or is it good? And he tells me good things are happening. So what I want to tell him is, yes, I would agree with that. And most of the time, good things happen. 
So that's what you're going to want to remind him is to keep looking at all the good things that happen. And even while you're driving, go, see how safe we are now? See how safe we are now? Look at how smooth the truck is now. So, you know, kind of do that as you're driving along. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you for your call today, Edie, to 1-866-405-8405 to talk to Joy Turner right now or any one of the Dream Team. Vinnie Penn coming at you with another party animal installment. That's right. Despite all your emailing, I have not been canceled. Okay, that's a joke. Nobody's been emailing about getting me canceled or kicked off the air. I had an interesting drunken fight the other night, uh, believe it or not. A a girl I went to grammar school with, I've known since sixth grade. Now our kids are in the same class together. And we were talking about uh, what fans we were of Benji. When, uh, we were, when we were young, back in the seventies, the Benji movies, you all must remember that. And her husband, who up until this point seemed like a pretty good guy, all of a sudden turned it into a Rolling Stones versus the Beatles thing and started just, it, it was lassie this and lassie that. And it was like, bro, I, I actually stood up, bro, whoa, whoa, we're talking about Benji here. No reason to bring up that corny collie. Next thing you know, it was Benji versus Lassie. How Lassie always knew how to communicate and get Timmy always. Why was Timmy always in trouble? Why was he always falling down wells and letting tree branches land on top? Maybe Timmy was just, uh, 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 he was a little too needy. Benji got invited. He stopped bank robberies. I mean, Benji kind of ran on his own. He was a lone dog. Yes, it was a pathetic night, actually. It really was kind of embarrassing that we could get into a Benji versus Lassie argument. I, I say I won that argument. I'm going to double check with Maria, see if her husband's still pissed. It looked like he was going to punch me at one point. Vinnie Pat, Party Animal, Animal Radio. This is an Animal Radio News Update. Does somebody on your block seem like they have too many cats or dogs? Could be a sign of animal hoarding. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Animal hoarders are becoming a big problem, and it's a pretty complex issue. It's not really understood why people become animal hoarders. Some new studies and theories are leading toward attachment disorders and some other mental illnesses. Some animal hoarders began collecting after a traumatic event or a loss, and others just see themselves as rescuers who save animals from lives on the street. It's been estimated there are between 900 to 2,000 new cases of animal hoarding every year in the U.S., with a quarter million animals falling victim. Animals collected range from everything, cats, dogs, reptiles, rodents, birds, exotics, even farm animals. What can you do? Pick up the phone and call your local humane law enforcement department, your police department, your animal shelter, animal welfare group, or even your vet. Just initiate the process. You may not want to get the person in trouble, but a phone call may be the first step to get them and the animals the help that they need. Do you sleep with your cat or your dog? There's a new report in the journal Emerging Infectious Diseases that suggests sleeping with a pet in your bed could be a recipe for illness. According to lead researcher at the University of California, Davis, pets can carry a variety of illnesses that are potentially lethal to humans. He explains that pets can carry sicknesses, including plague and cat scratch fever. I know, you thought that was just a song title. No, it's for real. The risk is rare, but when it does occur, it can be very nasty, and especially the very young can be affected. However, Larry Cornegay, he's president of the American Veterinary Medical Association, he says, you know what, it's an acceptable risk. The benefits of having a pet, whether or not you sleep with it, far outweigh the negatives, which are quite uncommon. 
So what does it mean for your work life if you prefer cats to dogs? Plenty. According to a new survey of 2,300 pet owners, odd as it sounds, the researchers discovered that there are career differences between cat and dog lovers. For instance, dog lovers are more apt to be senior-level nurses, information technology professionals, military professionals, and entertainers. Cat people, you excel as real estate agents, machine operators, personal caretakers, and physicians. And as temperatures dip in midwinter, many birds are no doubt feeding on the seeds in the soot that's hanging outside of many of our homes. More than 40% of U.S. households actually feed birds. But two new studies suggest that feeding birds at bird feeders in the spring can actually influence behavior in surprising ways. While experts agree that people should continue their beloved pastime of feeding birds at your backyard feeder, they also suggest that bird lovers should take a hiatus in feeding birds during the breeding season. The fed birds seem to lay their eggs earlier than unfed birds and incubated them for much less time before they hatched. Researchers suggest that people stop feeding by the end of March or at least when the snow's gone. They also suggest you should put that feeder away from cats. Duh. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. Animal Radio is brought to you by Natural Balance Pet Food, the finest food you can buy for the health of your pet. No matter which line of Natural Balance Pet Food you choose, you know it will truly be the food for a lifetime. Visit www.naturalbalance.net to learn more. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five to connect with Animal Radio. Any one of the Dream Team here? And uh, here, pass me a donut, will you? No one's sharing donuts with me anymore here, Joey. You especially. I think you've had your share already. No, you didn't get jelly. I'm, I'm a jelly donut guy. <laughs> hey, Joe. Hey, how you doing? Good. What's going on? I have the good doctor, Doctor Debbie, right here. Uh, well, I have a ten-year-old miniature pincher, and she's uh-huh. been. I don't know. She's just not herself lately. She's been kind of wobbly and stum- stumbling around. Um, okay. and she acts like she's in a lot of pain, like around her neck and shoulders area. Okay. And how long has this been going on? Um, just under two weeks. Okay. And was there any injury that kind of set things off, or did it just kind of creep up? Yeah, it just crept up. Nothing, uh, nothing that I know of. She wasn't injured or di- didn't have a fall or anything. Okay. All right. And did, has she had any uh, tests up to this point? Um, yes. Uh, we just got her back from the vet. She had a heartworm test, um, and she also had blood workup, and it all came back fine. Okay. All righty. Now, if if I'm correct, is this Ruby, the, the, the video that I, I got to witness here very recently? Correct. Oh, okay. Well, then you're the man I need to talk to here, Joe. Because when I looked at that video of Ruby, I had a couple big hits that just came to my mind right away. One is, I agree, it, it certainly, her posture looked like she was very painful. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of how she was appearing, her head was kind of low to the ground, almost right. like she was afraid to lift her head up right. um, ab- above her midline. And um, just very stilted, cautious 
steps that she was taking, especially with those front legs. Mm-hmm. So for me, when I see that, um, some of the first things I think about are neck pain, and the causes of that very commonly can be problems in um, through the neck area, disc disease, um, as well as some different uh, narrowing that can happen in certain breeds of dog. And I can tell you, uh, she's a mitten pin. A lot of times I do find that they can have some different types of uh, disc disease and neck pain. So there are certainly some things there that um, could be causing that structurally. And ideally, I'd, I would like x-rays, but I'd have to say by just seeing that video, and just seeing how she's moving around, I would really say, um, you know, at the very least, we need to get her going on some good pain relief. And if it's suspicious that she might have a disc problem in her neck, in many cases, we need to go to something very potent for anti-inflammatory. And that might be something like prednisone. Um, So that that would be something we have to make sure there's not other medicines that interfere with that. Um, But for many dogs, it it can be a real... Um, lifesaver when it comes to controlling pain and inflammation that they have with neck or back problems. Okay. Well, um, you know, we have had some uh, success with baby aspirin. Um, Oh, really? She has taken baby aspirin, and she seems to be a little bit more uh, mobile after that. All right. If we're doing baby aspirin, the the good and the bad with that is it's cheap, it's easily available. The bad thing is it's in the system for a long period of time, and it doesn't give us always the punch, the the real powerful punch we need against some of the really intense back pain. And anyone you know who's had a back problem themselves can speak and attest to the level of just shooting pain that causes. I and do. in many cases, <laughs> yeah, aspirin yeah. just doesn't touch that in, in many of those cases. So mm-hmm. I would want to make sure she's off aspirin. Before we would consider um, putting her on something like prednisone or something like in that family. But um, I would certainly say if you saw some improvement with the aspirin, that would encourage us to to look at the the more strong and more potent things, see if we can get that pain down a little bit more effectively for her. Okay. Um, Anything that uh, you suggest as far as pain meds? You know, in in general, um, I like to use what we call multimodal therapy. So that really is kind of using a little bit from every different direction that we can. So um, if we were using something in the steroid family, like prednisone, we don't want to use other things uh, like non-steroidals, things like uh, Rimadyl, Medicam, Prevacox. We don't want to double up on those things, and we don't want to use aspirin either. But we can use something out of that family. Then I'd like to pick out of the family of the opioid-like medicines. And um, a real popular one I'll use along with um, a steroid is tramadol. And that can have some wonderful pain relief. And you can use it together with these other medicines, and it gives you even more uh, power to that punch against the pain. Okay. Um, and then there's even other things that we'll use, like a drug called gabapentin uh, for uh. some of the pets, especially with nerve-based pain. Um, I find that can be helpful, and we can kind of throw that into the mix of things. Okay. It seems um, I've had just about every one of these medications you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you have, hey. Oh, oh, yeah, I have pretty severe neck neck problems. But, um... Well, unfortunately, the vets, the veterinarians that we have around here aren't, don't seem to be as competent and, uh, as yourself, and I, I don't really care to go back to them. Um, uh-huh. Now, can I get this stuff online or? 
you know, that will need to be prescribed by a veterinarian. But if, if at any time you're not happy with your veterinarian or with the care you're receiving through an animal hospital, you know, the second opinion is always a very powerful thing you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you have every right to get copies of records um, and, and take those to another office and have those um, reviewed. And, and, you know, if they would concur and feel that's the best thing and, and agree with me, that's great. Um, if they say this needs to go somewhere else and go in a different direction, then, then I'd honor that. But, uh, you know, I'd have to say, yeah, you, you definitely need to be uh, with the direction of a veterinarian so we're using the right dosage. Um, we're not in, in putting your pet in any jeopardy, especially with that recent aspirin therapy. So right. I would just say, uh, you know, try your best to, you know, uh, talk to your friends, uh, family members, and, and see if there's another veterinarian that you might want to try in the area to get, get you going there. Okay. Joe, we wish you the best of luck with that. Dr. Debbie, now he sent you video on his phone. Do you like that when patients come in with video? You can see what's going on. Oftentimes, I know it's hard oh, to yeah. describe things. It, it is. And, you know, there are some problems that are so transient. So we might not even see them in the exam room. Um, and we might not get to really experience that. But, boy, yeah, sharing that video, whether that's by a phone or in this form, email, you know. And, and hey, for any other listeners, you know, we are here for you. And, uh, you can easily drop me an email at docdebbie at Animal Radio, and I'll be more than happy to do my best to help you, guide you, maybe give a second opinion. Thanks so much for your call. one 405 to connect with the Dream Team right now. A celebrity in his own right, Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. Would you believe, Vlade, would you believe that there are brand-new listeners to Animal Radio? This is like their first week listening, even though we've been on the air for a decade. And they have no idea who Vlade is and what your experience is. You originally taught KGB dogs. Yes, and uh, you and I know we're receiving sometimes emails when the people think uh, because of I have uh, this type of accent and, um, you know, <laughs> people believe maybe I am kind of actor, maybe something else. But, uh, you know, you and I and many, many people around the world knows, Vlad, is it okay to talk about myself in the third phase? Hell? Yeah, yeah, sure, of course it is. Okay, so uh, Vlad, <laughs> I train dogs now for 29 years in five countries around the world, um, on three continents. And uh, in Russia, I train dog for Russian special forces as uh-huh. paratrooper dogs, dogs who jumps from aircrafts. Um, spy dogs for Soviet intelligence service, wow. KGB. So you name it. Hi, I'm Steve Garvey, and I'm here with my good friend, actor, and pet food guru, Dick Van Patten. Hiya, Steve. It's good to see you. Dick, my two dogs have been on your natural balance for years. They love it. They look great. So what's the secret? It's simple. Our formulas are developed by top nutritionists and based on scientific fact. And then they're made with the best ingredients. It's just a winning combination. It is. Just like Russell to Lopes to Garvey. (laughs) Thanks for that. Hey, everyone. If you love your pets like I love mine, try Natural Balance. Is your computer running slowly? Thinking about buying a new one? Don't waste your money. Your computer could be infected with spyware, malware, viruses, registry errors, spam, and pop-ups. You don't need to buy a new computer. Just go to DoubleMySpeed.com and find out what's slowing your computer down. DoubleMySpeed totally cleaned up my system and increased my speed. DoubleMySpeed.com increased the speed of my computer from the very first day. My computer was on its last leg. 
Now it's like new again. Get your free diagnosis at DoubleMySpeed.com and keep your computer running fast. Your free diagnosis at DoubleMySpeed.com is easy and fast. It's the best you could ask for. Outstanding, and my computer is running faster than ever. Find out what is slowing down your computer with a free diagnosis at DoubleMySpeed.com. Don't waste your time with your slow computer. Get your free diagnosis now at DoubleMySpeed.com. That's DoubleMySpeed.com. Why read a newspaper in the age of the Internet? Because you take the time to think things through, like your love of animals. You want to know where your voice and donations can be most effective. Animal People is the newspaper for people who care enough about animals to give real thought to how best to help animals. Request your free sample copy at www.animalpeoplenews.org. on Animal Radio, and remember to spade and neuter your pets. So, let that be a lesson. Don't let the pigeon poo gather on your roof. It is time for Joey Volani, ladies and gentlemen, and his tip of the week. Brought to you by Senior Pet Products. Hey, I, I got to tell you, um, this is, um, I've been getting a lot of questions from a lot of people that I can't pronounce their names. Okay, um, <laughs> I got, this is from a genie, I think it's Zaleski, um, is, is, is the name. Sorry, um, genie. I don't know. It's, and um, genie has, genie has a short-haired cat. And apparently the cat is biting at the um the brush or the comb when she's um brushing oh. the cat. So she wants How to know. Do that? She has hairballs throughout the house, so it's a short haired cat. What do I do? So I'm gonna tell you, um what you do is go out and get yourself some regular cheesecloth. Cheesecloth. That's the okay. cloth with the it's like a mesh. Yeah, that you strain. Exactly. Kitchen. Exactly. It's 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 like it's like a little netting. And what you're gonna do is you're gonna wrap it around your hand real good and you're just gonna pet your cat. Then you're gonna rub it rub it all over the cat that works? and run it down the legs, wow. the tail. It works like a charm. It even it works better than better than better. It works like a charm. And what you'll do is is um you know, once you get a good handful of hair, you just unwrap it and throw it in the garden. Garbage. Now, one thing you got to be careful though about: if the cat's biting the um, brush, you don't want the cat to start biting the netting with your fingers in it. Sure. Okay, so as long as your pet likes to be petted, you're okay. Which apparently, in her situation, the cat liked it to be petted. That's a pretty common so, problem. You, I, I had that problem too, where the the cat would wouldn't let me brush him because they just wanted to have the brush in their mouth. Yeah, they turn around and bite it. it. Yeah, chew on it. Well, you know, even even with um short-haired dogs, I was going to keep this all cat-related, but this is you know too good right now. Yeah. Even even short-haired dogs, um, they don't like their faces being brushed. And um, what happened? Wow, the loud cleaning people you got in here today, Hal. Yeah, I don't know. What, are you hearing that? We're trying to do a radio um, show in here. Sorry about that. Anyway, um, petting, um, <laughs> you know, petting the dogs, the dog's head, the same thing. Just, just running it and stroking the dog's head as if you're petting them, you know. And the huh. same thing, it's going to come off onto the, um, onto the cheesecloth, and you can just throw it away. And the cheesecloth netting, you can go to a dollar store and get, you know, like twenty yards of it for a dollar. So it's real cheap. I have to try That's that. That's a good idea. That's probably one of the best tips I've heard yes. you uh, deal out. By the way, all your tips over at the website at animalradio.com. 
And uh, if you want to save yourself some money, that's the place to go. Just check out his tips. And, of course, Senior Pet Products brings us Joey Volani, and they offer you 25% off your entire purchase at SeniorPetProducts.com. You can help your older pet and get a huge discount at the same time. They have beds, they have supplements, they have stairs, they have grooming aids, and they have a lot of stuff that's not just for the senior animal. So you want to check out the website, SeniorPetProducts.com, and then when you get there, look for the Animal Radio logo and put in this promotion code. I'll tell you right now, it's not anywhere on the website. You're not going to find this anywhere. You're only going to hear it right now coming out of my mouth. Radio SPP is the code. Radio SPP. You put that in before you start shopping, you'll get 25% off your entire purchase at SeniorPetProducts.com. And that's no pigeon poop. That's no pigeon poop at all. SPP's what? What does that stand for? Senior Pet Products. There you go. (laughs) You're good. Hi, this is Anne-Marie Lucas from Animal Precinct and the ASPCA, and when I'm not out busting bad guys for abusing animals, I am home listening to Animal Radio. Well, working with Judy, occasionally there's, there's a few rules you have to follow. One of them is never call her in the evenings to talk about the show when... The amazing race is on. <laughs> well, it's it's true. You know, you, you, every time I, I do it, uh, you, you know, that's right. Of course, our next guest, a gentleman who's been all around the world, <laughs> host of the Amazing Race, Phil Kogan. Hi, Phil. How are you doing? Very good. Thanks for having me on. Where are you? I'm in New York City. New York running City. Running around. Is yep. that, you're on hiatus between filming. Mm, no, I'm never on hiatus. I'm always on. I'm uh, either doing promotion or I'm out on the road shooting or you know doing publicity so uh yeah never really on hiatus i'm always working uh-huh. when you were about uh, 20 years old you had your own adventure show yeah well, i had a, a near-death experience at that that point in my life and um i decided uh after that that uh you know what life is really short it really is and um if you want to get the most out of life it's good to, to use a list i think and um i started living by that list and thought the the, the, the best life i could have would be to uh, actually um, get paid for the things that were on my list and, wow. and through a lot of work and hard work and design I've managed to do that and uh, and so uh, hence the reason I travel around the world and and I work on uh, in television and you know it's uh, I, I feel very lucky but uh, it's a philosophy that I call no opportunity wasted or now for short and it's something that I'm I've re- written a book about it's uh, something I feel passionate about well you know dogs teach us that animals teach us that to, to live in the moment now I want to talk uh, about the list real fast you actually sat down you made this list how long did it take uh, were you in a in a uh, 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 a bar when you did this list was it on the back of a napkin? What uh... it was on a paper bag. Okay, and, you... and uh, it didn't take long. But it's not like you write one list and then that's it. You just live by that list forever. You write a list, and the list becomes pliable. It changes as you have children, or you move cities, or as you get older and more mature, and things change for you and it should be something that you have uh, until you know you take your last breath and there should still be things on that list when you take your your last breath because presumably as you live and and life is a is a gift that you you're trying to make the most of it and so you're always striving to to uh tick things off the list and you know things can change you might have something up front that's uh, very important to you at any given point in time and then later on it, it doesn't become such a priority because other things change in life so 
no list should look like anybody else's. It should be very personal. And you might have on your list that you want to write a novel, and somebody else might have on their list that they want to, you know, they want to get involved in painting or start a new business or a new relationship or have a baby. Or uh, the idea is you live by your list, and it helps you stay passionate about life. And like I said, it is a gift. Through all your travels, you obviously uh, encounter animals probably every single day. And I understand that. Uh, so, uh, some of the racers uh, have had a hard time maneuvering the fickled camels. That's what it says here on this piece of paper. Well, you know what they say. If, if, if you're working in television, the most difficult things to work with animals and children. Um, I really wouldn't disagree. But I think uh, I think animals are, 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 without doubt, the most difficult things to work with in any television program you make. And uh, we've had some stubborn animals. Uh-huh. And uh, we've had some interesting animals on the show, absolutely. <laughs> any come to mind? Well, I don't know if you saw what happened in, in Mongolia with these very strange-looking uh, creatures that uh, that the, the yaks, which which were pulling the the, the carts, and um, at some point uh, a few of them bolted off into you know headed off into the sunset and pulling Uh-oh. the teams with them, and uh, <laughs> some of them just stood there and said, "I'm sorry, I don't care if you're in a race, I'm not moving." And yeah, I mean, it's not like they get paid by after or anything like that to get you know. Any union fees is like they—they're not really motivated by anything other than than food. Uh-huh. The producers obviously have to just go with it. Uh, you can't take a scene twice with animals. Really. Oh well, nothing on the Amazing Race ever gets taken again because it's it's a race and sure. you get one shot. And so uh, yeah, we can't turn them around. If the yak doesn't move, well, <laughs> tough. Sure, sure. We're talking with Phil Kogan, host of The Amazing Race, now in its uh, ninth season. I tenth had season, to, actually. Tenth. tenth. Is it tenth season? Wow. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable, but it's ten, and we're about to go out and shoot the eleventh, would you believe? Any, anything anything you can tell us about what's yeah. going to happen? Give us the scoop. I'll give you the scoop. Yeah, you want to hear who the winner is? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. How many, how, many comp- how many complaints would you get about that? No, I mean, the best thing about the show is that you're always going to see surprises because we're always going to go to, to new places. Sure, sure. So that's the, that's the constant surprise that people have on the show, and um, every season has new people and new places. I imagine because you travel so much, you're always on the move, that uh, you probably don't have any pets in your life. I do have a pet. You do? Well, my daughter has a, has a cat. Okay. Yeah, and a um, pretty cool cat. The cat's name is Mellow because Mellow is pretty mellow. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, Mellow's, uh, you know, she stays at home, and we have somebody come to the house and look after her. But, uh, yeah, we, we have pets, definitely. Always had pets, absolutely. All my life I've had pets. What was your first pet, do you remember? Uh, I had a, a runaway dog. His name was Buster. And, and uh, yeah, and uh, appropriately named, too. He was uh, quite a character. Did he run away from you, or did he run to you? Oh, no, he, he had... Um, he was a dog that a wild dog, um, and uh, he'd run away from his mother or got lost from his mother when we found him, and, and uh, a puppy. And so I, I looked. Uh, we found him in a in a field next to our house, and and uh, and I looked after him, and he became my dog. Well, like I said, they live very much in the moment. That's the lesson that I've learned from my dogs, like uh, like you're teaching, and I imagine that's something that you impart in your book. Absolutely. What is the book? I'm not familiar with it. it it's uh, no opportunity wasted. Or now, N-O-W for short. And it's eight eight ways to create a list for the life you want. No opportunity wasted. Doing it now. Yeah. That Whether it's on the back of a napkin or a paper bag. and <laughs> You can change the list. That's the, that's the thing I like. You can yeah, we, change the list. You and you can list. write your list down anywhere. I mean, it, you can etch it out on in the sand when you're at the beach. 
Mm-hmm. I got personalized license plates uh, with the word now on it because I wanted to remind myself that I wanted to get this book made. I mean, that was a that was on my list, and it was it was a long journey. You know, it was the first book I'd ever done, and it was a big challenge. And so I, I write things down all over the place just to remind me, well, this is, you know, where I'm focused, and these are the things I want to do with my life. Great inspiration, Phil. We appreciate you spending time with us today. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Phil Kogan joining us, The Amazing Race. Uh, check out the new season. Of course, uh, it would be moot to tell us anything that's coming up on yeah, the new season. He can tell but... me when we hang up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got to get out of here. Remember, you can email us all week long at yourvoiceatanimalradio.com or call us. We have a voicemail attached to one 405 See you next week. Bye. This is Animal Radio Network.